1: We're back. It's hour two. I'm Randy Corcoran. Good to have you along. 303-696-1971 is the number. 303-696-1971. 28 degrees now in Aurora. 30, 30, 30, 30 over there in hell. My once, well, always beloved birth city of Denver. Just so sick what they've done with the place. But that's part of the reason we're here, to keep you posted, to keep you on guard, to keep you fighting back. We will not back down. We will not say sorry. We will not stop fighting. If you've got kids, if you've got grandkids, if you have a war hero, a service member in your family, someone who wears the badge, you know this country is worth fighting for. And as Ronald Reagan and others have said, the last great hope of man on earth, man, we cannot let it slip away. And how many times have we said it? Uh, I've been doing talk radio since 2014, here at 710 now, what, probably six years? Two years before that, at another place. Well, 18 months, but who's counting? And, uh, presidential elections roll around and you know most important election of our life and we've had some very important elections no doubt about it but when you look at the open border when you look at the influx of terrorists and uh, child traffickers and drugs when you see what China's doing building up their military when you see how this president this putative president creepy sleepy touchy feely Joe Biden sniffy can't leave sniffy out of there when you see what they're allowing to do, when you see the pressure that they're putting on Israel, should have made a cut of this. Maybe I'll play it off my computer. You, you probably heard Kamala Harris laying down the what, six or seven um, standards, the, the, the must do's for Israel. If they're going to properly execute their own war on terrorists, Hamas needs to be eradicated. The United States should be supporting them in anything and everything that we that they have to do. Nobody told us what we had to do after our 9-11. We went into Afghanistan, and, of course, it turned into the never-ending 20-year George W. Bush War. But nobody was telling us that we've got to go easy. I mean, some of our own leadership was, you know, well, you can't shoot that sniper until we've verified that they've actually targeted I mean, we lost soldiers. We had people lose arms and legs because of some of the stupid orders from our woke military leadership that came down during those periods. You've you've heard Benghazi war hero Tig Tigan on this show talk about some of that stuff, and it's much, much worse now. So it really is perhaps the most o- important election in our lifetime, and we're going to talk about a bunch of that Uh, coming up this hour, the Republican debates, got some just short clips. I don't want to spend too much time listening to it. I sure do want to talk about it. And then some real garbage from uh, someone I used to just think hung the moon actor, Robert De Niro. We'll get into that as well. But uh, but before we do any of that, we should really pick up some phone calls here. And uh, I just mentioned the most important election of our lifetimes. I believe it to be true coming up in 2024. But apparently Rusty, our friend Rusty, is concerned about the electability of Donald Trump. So, Rusty, lay it on us, man. What are you thinking?
2: Oh, man, I didn't say I was concerned. I said I think it's a no-brainer. But I'm actually kidding. I think, I did, you know, make it, make a case – For him being elected, I realize where the polls are. I realize all that, but with all of his legal troubles, I mean, if he does get a conviction, I mean, let's take it one step at a time. If he is convicted of a
1: felony, then what? Well, then what? I mean, what that doesn't preclude him. That's not a constitutional prohibition to being president. It's not. He can't. He can.
2: Can he run for president as a as a convicted felon? Yes, I'm not saying that. that the felony would be, ju- that it would be justified. Sure, But go ahead. Can he run for president as a convicted felon?
1: Yes, he can.
2: Okay. And of Absolutely.
1: course, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Okay. Um, I'm trying to park downtown here for a second, but uh, well, just take your
1: time, man. It's just you and me and uh, you know, yeah. 10, 20,000 um, people out there. Okay.
2: Okay. So he can run for president I Yeah, mean, you know,
3: there's a matter
2: of how many people are going to be, you know, not vote for him because he was convicted. Um, and that's something we can't say, but I think there would be a significant.
1: A number of people. Well, let's, let's talk about uh, a couple of things. You asked about the requirements. There are only three requirements to run for president uh, in the Constitution. You have to be 35 years of age. You have to have lived in the United States for at least 14 years, and you have to be a natural-born citizen. Now, I think we've had a couple of times where candidates, and then especially Barack Hussein Obama, did not actually qualify as natural-born citizens as historically understood. I used to go into that very deeply from a lawyer's perspective and uh, a political pundit's perspective back in the day when it really mattered. But those are the only three requirements. Being convicted of a crime would not stop it. You're talking about numbers, and one of the things I love to remind people of that back in 2020, at the height of all of the COVID changes to our election system, the reduced signature requirements, the the, uh, mail drop ballot boxes on, you know, So many street corners, the um, legislators or states, uh, secretaries of state, or even sometimes courts allowing uh, votes to come in after uh, after the cutoff for votes and continuing to count and count and count and count. And you probably saw, you know, some of the video out there of the shenanigans in Georgia and elsewhere. Um, We've got ongoing litigations about voting machines and all of that kind of stuff. In spite of all of that, Rusty, uh, when you look at the Electoral College, the battleground states, how many votes do you suppose Donald Trump lost, if you believe the count, lost the 2020 election by? Oh, not not so many. I I, I think that. You know, I, I I'm in the camp, Well, well let's put a number on it like first. Some... Let's just put a number on it, and then I'll I'm happy to hear your point.
2: How many that he
1: lost? Yeah. Is that your question. Yeah by by about how many votes in a vote that mm-hmm. ostensibly you know had had uh, um, well, Trump getting getting sixty seven million I think and Biden supposedly getting eighty some million. How many votes actual votes in the states that mattered. Do you think Donald Trump lost this election by, if you believe the count?
2: Uh, well, it's, it's only like about forty-five thousand, exactly, and it all, it's all dependent on which states it is. That's right. And that's you know that's the thing. And in, in and in those states, I realize that right now he's way ahead in the polls in a lot of those states. Um, now now back to back to my previous question line of questioning
1: your honor. Um, Well, can can we just finish? Can we just, can we hold on one second? Can we just finish this line for just a second? Sure. Sure. It was in in the 40 thousands in just the right districts in just the right States, uh, places where uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerbucks, were poured in through CTCL. We exposed an awful lot of that when Pam Anderson board member for CTCL was running to be Colorado's secretary of state as the Republican candidate, no less. Um, Hundreds of millions of dollars that were that were funneled into just the right places with all of those things against him, about 40,000. Now, think about what so many of those people have gone through since the so-called election of Joe Biden their gas prices, their grocery prices, their heating bills, the cost of automobiles, how crappy the supply chain is and trying to the weights that you have to get things. Everybody's becoming aware of the southern border, the schools, the takeover, all of it. So so I think I think the vote number swings and I and you're going to you're going to plenty of time, but I'm just saying I think the vote count number swings very well toward Donald Trump. It sounds like you got things going on, so I'll let you make your final point. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, Mike. Uh, that's the room number and that's the person. Okay. I'll stay here
1: for one second okay All right. hey yeah. and if you're at the bar would you order me maybe a uh, an old-fashioned
2: I'll turn around thanks man okay. thank you yeah hey hey Randy
1: yeah I'm done okay go uh, ahead I guess, I guess can let's
2: okay let's say as a felon he can run and he can get elected uh, if he is put in jail which I think you know I wouldn't put it past these people is is there a way that he can govern from jail or, or it, would he be able to not you know, pardon himself somehow or other? So
1: well, he doesn't do jail. those are, those are great questions. And, and think about it though, as a former president of the United States, if they actually come to come to some kind of a conclusion, and I can't imagine any of this reaching a conclusion before the election because of all no, the, all the, the of, of all the appeals that are going to happen. Uh, but it's not like he's going to be in, you know, Rikers Island or someplace. The Secret Service will never allow him to go into a traditional jail. He would be in a some kind of a super high security place and would have access to most anything um, that well would have access to anything that he needed as president. But I think the first thing I would do as president, if I got some bullcrap conviction, at least on a federal charge, is uh, pardon myself, get that out of the way. Um, what he does with the state charges, I, I'm just guessing that the appeals um, and the ability, especially if he became president, to put on hold any potential sentence um, would be, you know, sort of the least of the worries for the radical left if Donald Trump does, in fact, get reelected. I mean, why do you think they're going so crazy? Every time you turn around on MSLSD and CNN and other news outlets, Donald Trump will be a dictator. He's going to throw his political allies in jail, which is, of course, what Biden is trying to do with Trump right now. Um, They're terrified that he's going to get back in there because at least for four years, um, it would be Trump on a rampage. There is no doubt about it. I kind of like the sound of that.
2: Well, I appreciate you're kind of negotiating me through that (laughs) or navigating me through that. because I, I just couldn't see how forget about who wins or how many votes he gets. I just couldn't see how he could. End up actually serving and getting elected and everything, but okay, you've uh, you've made it seem possible. And and I, you know, I I've, I've been of a mind that I love what he did. I think he's a, a little unhinged, but I would be unhinged too <laughs> if people were trying to do to me what what they're doing to him. Um, and I think I think we need someone like that right now, uh, but I just haven't. Been able to imagine how he could possibly be elected and then installed as president, and you know, you've helped helped me to see that, which is which is good. But I'm still debating whether, and I don't think it matters because I, I do think he's probably gonna gonna take the nomination, and it's gonna be fascinating. Well, Rusty, just,
1: you know, try, trying to
2: decide whether I would want to support him or say
1: DeSantis, you know. Yeah. Well, if he becomes the nominee, you'll vote for him. Is that is that true?
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. And let me just. But it's, but it's at this stage. Let me just tell you. You know, you get a lot of. And by the way, I know you waited a long time to get on the air. We got you all the way to your hotel or bar or restaurant or wherever the heck you are. And I apologize for the wait. It's a long story. <laughs> Good. But uh, no. One more thing before you go, and that is just simply this. You know, people throw toss away the lines about Trump all the time. Unhinged, a little crazy. Oh, yeah um and and I just don't buy it. I, everything that he does is planned and uh you know, I've gotten to know him a little bit. I'm not we're not close friends or anything like that, but the times I've been around him, the the conversations that I've had, the beautiful letter that was sent to me signed by him on behalf of him and Melania when my wife died back in June. Um This is a good man and and people who've known him for a long time. He doesn't talk about, you know, the mortgages he pays for somebody who's in a fire or a car accident or any of that kind of stuff. And the way that he has. I mean, look at what he did, Rusty, in spite of not only the radical left, not only the Democrats, not only the corrupt, coordinated Democrat controlled media machine, but people that he appointed himself and people in our own party what they threw at him to try and stop him from furthering mm-hmm. his agenda. And he accomplished more in four years than virtually any president I can think of during my lifetime, including Ronald Reagan. Oh, I, I think Biden's accomplished a lot more, but it's all bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a lot of that's executive order stuff that, uh, you know, can be overturned right away when it comes around. But great conversation, Rusty. Thanks for sticking around so we could have it. Yeah, you. All right, we've talked our way through the first segment. We've got other calls on the line, so everybody sit tight. 303-696-1971. We will come right back. Whatever is on your mind, man. No guests tonight, just you and me, baby. So stick around. You're listening to 710 KNUS. And Wasted. Yeah. Part one of Wasted Union Blues, more from the 1969 album, It's a Beautiful Day, by it's a beautiful day. There's something about this song that just gets me rocking and rolling. And thankfully, Hall Monitor Alexa is paying attention because before we went to the break at the top of the hour, I said I was going to pay my respects to my good buddy, Dr. Matt Dunn from Historic Backbone Radio. Some 20 years now that he's been doing Backbone here on 710 Can U.S., and, um, so thank you, Matt, for filling in for me, man. He has been Johnny on the spot. He he must've done eight, 10 weeks in a row here on my show when I lost my wife in June. And then he's just been popping up. It was a last minute thing with this arm. And, uh, uh, so thank you, Dr. Dunn. And I will return the favor tomorrow night and get an opportunity to do backbone radio with you. Always fun on Sunday nights, backbone radio from four to seven PM. So I will be back. And uh, thanks for the reminder, Alexa. Uh-huh. Thanks very much. All right, we've got full, well we got a line open now. 303 696 1971. 696 1971. We'll take them in order. Brian in Arvada. Welcome back to the show. You going, Randy. Hey Brian. That Brian. How are you, brother? Well,
4: I'm not doing too bad. How about yourself? I know the holidays have got to be hard on you, so you know I'm not going to pretend or nothing like that. So,
1: well, I appreciate it. It is uh, the the, we talked about this at the you know the memorial service for families um, that I was at on Wednesday, Um, especially the firsts, the first of everything. You know, Um, it's it really sucks, but. Family's doing well. You know, Grandbaby's doing amazed, well. I'm so. you're,
4: you're, you're out here tonight. I'm actually amazed that you're, you're out here. You know, life is weird, and we all just got to take it step by step, and I guess that's the way it is.
3: Well,
1: you know, number one, I love doing the show, and I love talking with people like you um, whenever I get the opportunity, and I've been away so much, and there's so much happening. I'm just starting to get my head, you know, back into the political season with uh, this significant election coming up in 2024. So um, I thank you for that. But it's this is also a good place for me to be. And um, man, I'll tell you. We
4: all love you and your family to us. So that's just the way it is.
1: Well, thank you, Brian. What's on your mind tonight? Anything?
4: Well, yeah, I was thinking about that indictment that came down. They were so detailed about it. And a lot of people have theories like they're trying to get rid of old Joe there you know, but I don't know if their theories are correct because they can't bring in Newsom, right?
1: Why couldn't they?
4: Because he's a white guy, and how oh. are they going to get rid of Kamalia?
1: Kamala? Kamala. Kamala. Yeah,
4: we, know, we yeah. know their base are a bunch of nut job. You know, they just think about race and color. They don't think about thought or wisdom. So that's not going to work out.
1: Well, you know but, who they're you know who they're bringing in, Brian. I've been talking about this for three years since we had uh, my good friend filmmaker Joel Gilbert in studio and been on the show a hundred times since then. Has the movie uh, about who I believe will be the Democrat nominee going to be dropped in at the convention so that uh, this person doesn't have to campaign, doesn't have to go through Michelle. all of the early nonsense. Michelle Obama, she will be your Democrat nominee, so she will check all the boxes. 80 million people on social media that follow her around hitting all the talk shows, Oprah, you know, the view, all of those wonderful folks and, um, and the Obama name. And, uh, I, I hope, and I pray, I know yeah. Joel Gilbert's talked to the Trump campaign. I know lots of folks who are starting to think about Michelle Obama as the nominee. I hope that, uh, assuming Trump becomes the nominee, which I believe will happen. Um, that they're planning ahead for Michelle Obama. There are a lot of ways to go after her, but uh, people are going to have to know what they are and be ready for it. I tend to expect that the Trump campaign will be there.
4: You know, I'm not so sure. I don't think Michelle, I think Michelle's got more secrets than people kind of understand. And I don't think she wants to be in the public eye. I think Obama is comfortable right now sitting in the background. He's running the country. Let's not kid ourselves. This Joe Biden guy, he's walking circles, his son is like the horniest guy I've ever came across in my yeah. life. How
1: do you spend seven hundred thousand or seven hundred dollars a day?
4: Yeah, I mean I can understand, you know, if you're a little out of control, maybe a month, but a day? I mean this guy but that doesn't come from nowhere. You know, like you say, sleepy, creepy, shower with my daughter, weirdo. I mean, this is their life. So now he's addicted to it. And his dad's the one that gave him an addiction. It's a stupid thing. But hopefully yeah. people can see that.
1: Well, it's I, I'm so glad you reminded me because I've been leaving that out of my um, as my words of praise for creepy, sleepy, showers with daughter Joe Biden. Um, and, you know, it's so funny when the left, like we got that text from Tony, leftist Tony in Denver. No, not nearly enough balls to call in 303-696-1871. No, but, um, you know, his own daughter in her own diary writes about inappropriate showers with her dad. And so people are going to lecture me about Donald Trump. I mean, come on.
4: Yeah, it's a little weird, you know, and, and they just kind of overlook it like it means nothing. It's kind of like the Epstein files, you know, The you remember the lady uh, Blackburn. She said, hey, maybe we should vote to see, you know, who's been on these flights and Western children. No, we ain't got time for that. And then Dirk, Dick Durbin lied uh, probably about a week later and said, we never personally. I actually brought it up and then they showed the film. You know, it used to be, in the day, if you molested a child, it doesn't matter if, you, you know, you were ostracized. If you, Even people in prison would be like, no, nah, dude, you got to house this guy somewhere else. This ain't going to work out. But now, for some reason, we're letting it slip, where Christopher Ray, his little smart, you know, I can't say the word, face... He just gets to say, "Well, you know, I haven't really looked at it in four years." What do you mean you haven't looked at it in four years, dude? There were children molested, you know, and they just don't care about that. That's that's the destruction of a society. That's where we all, when we all just let that go and we go on to other things. No, solve each problem as they come along. If you molest children, we want to know who the hell you are, and, and, and you know, we got to deal with it. We can't just blow it off like it's nothing. I mean the whole thing's stupid. Well and
1: think about it this way, Brian. Everything that they that the radical left accuses the right of doing is what they themselves are doing. Trump is gonna be a dictator. Who is operating like a third world dictator right now? The puppet the man on the on the puppet strings, creepy, sleepy showers with daughter Joe Biden. And a border that can't be enforced. I don't know what took Republicans so long to finally get ready to impeach him. Uh, that constitutional violation alone should have brought those charges a year and a half ago when the when they started tearing down the wall and, and stopped construction and allowed feds to cut down razor wire and all of that kind of stuff. Um, what they accuse you of is what they themselves are doing or what they themselves condone. I mean, it's the Biden party that wants to cut off body parts. the
4: enemy to freedom in a sovereign society. They're literally the enemy. I mean, you only have to look at the news every day. Well, there are six thousand today that rolled in. They are literally the enemy of all those four people that died fighting for our freedom. Some were fighting for our freedom, some were just sent into, you know, wars that were unnecessary so powerful people can get rich. But they still died. And, and there's a respect that's got to be shown. And this guy just, no, nah, whatever, because it's Obama. It's not even him. I mean, Biden's a mess. He he doesn't even know who he is at this point. It's Obama. Obama's comfortable sitting in the background, running the whole situation. He's the guy behind the black screen. And, and, and either people are going to see it or they're not. We're either going to be a free society. We're either going to respect those that gave their lives for us, or we're going to be a bunch of cowardly nut jobs that just just give it away. That, that's going to be the decision. So hopefully there's more people that are on the good side than the bad side. Hopefully there's more people that have a little bit of backbone. You know, they're not quite as cowardice. I understand the more comfortable you get, you get a little cowardice. But, no, you have to stand at some point. You don't reason. You just say, no, this is unacceptable. These people didn't give their lives for this, and we're not going to accept it. Period.
1: Well, Brian, I really want to thank you for finally starting to come out of your shell and be willing to express your opinions. It's very, very reassuring. I love you, too, brother. Thanks for the call. You
4: You have a happy
3: holiday.
1: All right. You, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's go to Jack and Evergreen. Jack, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show.
3: Randy, a couple of things. You know, I could talk about everything. Well, I heard you talk about the first constitutional requirements to be president. Now, I don't have internet here in Evergreen. I discontinued it, you know, a long time ago. My wife used to use it, but I never used it here. So I couldn't double-check it. But if my recollection serves me correctly, the first seven presidents in the United States were not... You are uh, natural born citizens. The first one was the eighth in about 1930, was Martin Van Buren. Now check that out. See if my memory is going crazy. That's that's how I remember. it. Well,
1: I'm so glad I can be your Google friend, Jack.
3: Yeah, well, I can use you for a lot of other <laughs> things, but I don't think legal services will. All right. <laughs> not to be insulting, but well, listen, it, you're a first... lawyer, so I get it. No, I'm not a lawyer. I, I'm the guy who sends their kids to college uh, and pays for it, um, but I'm not a lawyer. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, the first Christmas for me was just absolutely uh, excruciating, and this is going to be my second one. And I can't even spend time in the house in Evergreen on a Christmas. It's just too depressing. Uh, I'm just going to take the dogs, and weather permitting, I'll just go pheasant hunting all day. And- well,
1: but before we... You supplement that point. Uh, This text that just came in might be useful to you and me. Hi, Randy. I would like to suggest finding a church in your area that offers a blue Christmas service, usually on December 20th. The service is designed to offer acknowledgement of your pain and loss Mm. and offer comfort. Have you ever been to something like that?
3: Okay, he was asking you that, or you're asking? No, me no, that?
1: I'm sorry. I, the, yeah, the text ended with to acknowledgement of your pain and loss and offer comfort. I'm wondering if you have ever been to something like
3: that. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm having an awful, awful, awful time with it. Man.
1: Do you have? Do you have kids? Do you have family? What kind of support do you have?
3: Yeah, I've got the two sons. The one is down there in Monument, and he's an airline pilot. And the other one is just right here in Golden. And, and that, in, in previous to lose to to, to Minette dying. Uh, previous to that, uh, I didn't call those kids up once every six months, never talked to them. You could never, but since, since she's gone, I talked to both of those boys at least twice a week and never realizing what a support, where would you be without your family and the support system that they provide? You can't get through this stuff by yourself. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just not doable. Well, I'm glad, I, uh,
1: I'm glad you did that, Jack. I, you know, my, kids and I talk every day and have just virtually forever. And, and I guess not every single day, but it's always just kind of was tradition in our family that we talked a lot. And, um, and that has been a lifesaver for me. So I'm it glad is. that you reached it back is. out to family. So what will you do this Christmas?
3: Well, if the weather's good, I'll take the dogs and I'll go up to Wyoming and there's some pretty good pheasant hunting about 30 miles from there. And if it's a clear weather, I'll go out for six or seven hours. I got I have three dogs i can run one until he gets tired then run another one i mean i'm, I'm 81 i can keep up with him
1: <laughs> wow that's awesome you you must be, well we ought to get together sometime man and and talk about it because your loss was if i remember was it october of last year
3: it was uh, in march it'll be march. it'll it'll yeah it was march 18th through okay. 22 and but the thing is it it and my wife had a, a distinctive name, just like Tana did. Her name was Minette, M-Y-N-E-T-T-E. And it's not a common name. And, of course, I've never put it out on the air, but, you know, it's almost, it's going to be two years here soon, so I guess it doesn't hurt pre- anything. Pretty name. I mean, How sure.
1: long were you married, Jack?
3: We were married 54 years, and we dated for nine years. Her sister introduced God. me to her when she was 14 years old, and that's, that's why I think it, it's so impactful for me, because we've been inseparable yeah. For, for, you know, set, I don't know how many years, 75, 74, 74. I mean, we've been together since we were kids. I mean, we're virtually, you talk about soulmates. Yeah. I, mean, I used to go to New York when I had that big case I worked on for three years back there. I, w- I would fly home once a month for, for three days. But the whole time I'd be back there working on the case and everything, I would never uh, I would never even call the house. I'd never check on her or anything. And she was drop-dead gorgeous. Every guy in town was whistling it. I mean, I we, we had such a connection. It was... I had people tell me after she passed away, the people that had known her for years, they told me, Jack, we always thought you and Minette had the best marriage that we've ever seen. And, you know, now I'm looking back on all of it, and I'm saying to myself, what a jerk I was. All the time, I, I go to Argentina for two months hunting. I go to New York to try these stupid lawsuits. And, 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 and just just not even be around. Never, Not even calling home to check. I mean, nothing. You know, I mean, what a
1: jerk. Jack, Jack when you gave the the length of time and everything i just did the quick math in my head you were 17 when you met her
3: no yeah yeah, yeah. that's right that's right and we did get when we got married i was 20 i was an old man when we got married i was 25. <laughs> i wow. dated her for nine years for nine years randy and i used to up until a few years ago wake up about once a month in like a cold sweat saying to myself boy you better marry that girl before somebody else does even though we've already been married 45 because Mm. that was you know i just i went on for nine years you know running double a fuel dragsters going to california for three months just doing whatever jack wants to do and just leaving her to her own devices Mm. and i you know it's just it it, it never dawned on me until after she passed what a complete total idiot i was
1: well i'll tell you what jack i hope people are listening because um, I, I make this statement to my kids who have you know spouses now and children of their own and to others when this cop topic comes up and it, when something happens you can't look back and have regrets I mean it, you, you know all the circumstances in play at the time but man oh man learn from people like Jack learn from people like me make every one of those minutes count don't but go y- don't go to she- bed mad you know don't you- go ahead you
3: can't see it forward you just can't Uh you you don't ever see it's just like with our parents I never thought I'd lose my mother and father I thought I assumed they'd be there forever yeah you know it's -hmm. the same sort of a thing well Jack Uh, I I hope you uh, check on check on Martin Van Buren see if he wasn't the first natural born. he was the eighth president see if he wasn't the first one that was natural born.
1: oh yeah Uh, Jack or uh, John Korblis uh, behind the glass did some checking and you are 100% right so,
3: See, I, and the only reason I bring these things up is I'm trying to keep myself, my brain, from becoming, you know, what happens to us at this age, you know. And, you well, know, we, it we ain't lose, happened. We our marbles. It so ain't happened to
1: you yet, brother, but we really should get together sometime and just toast yeah. love and yeah. history and, and still a future that has reason for being, you know.
3: No, you and I could spend an awful lot of time talking about an awful lot of things. Thanks, Randy.
1: All right, Jack. God bless.
3: Bye. Damn.
1: All right. Well, that's a perfect opportunity to take a break. And uh God bless you, Jack. And and Merry Christmas. And man, whatever it takes. Glad you got kids and glad you reengaged. But God almighty, just hard to imagine. And yeah, I get it. Uh, the, the first thing that happens when you lose somebody like that is the regret kicks in. First of all, you know, what could I have done differently? I could have stopped this. I should have gotten her to the doctor sooner. I should have this i shoulda that and uh and then when that piece is you know sort of i guess it never really works through guilt is something you just have to get a hold of but um then you look back at all the stupid things the stupid fights or the stupid the things that mattered you thought mattered that don't mean diddly crap um and i just you know can't change what my life has been but can sure learn from it and try and share that like jack did with us tonight So that um, those of us who have the opportunities for um, relationship, for making every one of those moments count, um, really take advantage of them. It is absolutely fantastic. Um, And I'm just going to say this once more. I had never heard of the Blue Christmas service, usually on December 20th, a service designed to offer acknowledgement of pain and loss and offer comfort. That doesn't sound like a bad thing to do. Randy, it's wonderful to have you back on air. You're lucky to have such an amazing wife, had such an amazing wife, so it's understandable why your grief is so deep. You coming back is therapeutic to your listeners. Fill your void by giving to us. We need you. I feel our station is losing its best. Please stay on. Help us through the misery Biden is dragging us through. We love you. Yeah. Anybody who wonders why I come, Brian in Narvada, if you're wondering why I come to work on a Saturday night or wherever they'll stick me, um, you got it right there. All right, we do have to move. We've got a break coming. Uh, I want to remind you I'll be here for Backbone Radio tomorrow night, 4 to 7. Whatever we don't get done today with this beautiful board that John put together, um, politically, we will bring it back and make sure you get every detail On Backbone Radio 4 to 7 tomorrow when I fill in for my good friend Matt Dunn. But right now, it's time to take a break. So glad to have you here. Our phone number, 303-696-1971. I'm Randy Corporan, 710-KNUS. Yeah, baby. A little more from It's a Beautiful Day. Welcome back. Text messages pouring in. Phone lines are open now, 303-696-1971, if you'd like to join the show. A texter writes in that Sheila Jackson Lee, what is she, 73 now, I think. Just, you know, especially during the Trump era, big time election denier, Democrat, uh, black lawyer, politician, but radical left, defeated. In her runoff election for the mayor of Houston. Now, I don't know what that means because I have not been following what's going on in Houston. I don't know if the person who did win a state senator, I believe he was better, worse, just absolutely no idea. But, you know, breaking news, Sheila Lee Jackson. I saw a commercial that she did where her campaign This was hilarious. Her campaign push at the end here got herself into a runoff. You know, that's pretty impressive, I guess. Her campaign push was how she was going to reduce crime in the city of Houston. A Democrat talking to you about reducing crime. A Democrat who, just like Joe Biden, who lies repeatedly about, uh, I don't want to defund the police. There's a thousand quotes out there where he's talking about redirecting the money well, what does that mean? Of course, that means defunding. But a Democrat's going to reduce crime in your How did that work? How's that working out in Chicago? How's that working out in, oh, I don't know, New York City? There's a place I used to know pretty well. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Democrats in total control. Crime on a ramp. Oh, yeah. Denver, Colorado. How's that working out for you with Democrats in control? Absolutely nutty that that woman would think she could get elected on a I'm going to lower crime platform. A Democrat? Show me the city. Show me the city where Democrats are reducing crime, supporting police, unless, of course, they're very, very close to an election. Then all of a sudden it all changes. Anyway, people are asking me and I this is something else. Wrote down right at the top of my little notepad which I just scribble on and then never look at. Um I meant to tell you each hour during the show, no Arapaho tea party in December. No Arapaho tea party next Tuesday. That would normally be our second Tuesday of the month. That would normally be our meeting. Just not doing it. Just called it off. Need needed a break from um, that one particular job, and um, I really, part of the reason that we said no meeting is because we were hoping, planning, that we were going to have a Christmas party. And I just got to tell you, some plans that we were working on fell through. Parker Conservatives lost their venue. That's who we partnered up with last year for a wonderful Christmas party, and I would have done that. We would have had that together in no time. Uh, And that really was what we thought was going to happen. But um, it's not. They're not. We're not. But uh, most importantly, please do not show up at South Metro next Tuesday at 630 because we won't be there. We'll be back in January ready to go. And uh, man, oh, man, what an important year 2024 is going to be. But please, please, please don't go to the tea party this Tuesday. And then one more time, I'll be filling in for Matt Dunn, five to or four to seven. We're five to eight here, four to seven Sunday. Historic Backbone Radio started my by, by my good friend John Andrews. Many of you guys are longtime Republicans or activists at all. You know, author, former um, White House. Was he an aide to Richard Nixon? I forget. Um, just just the best guy in a host of ways. And John, I know you listen sometimes. If you're listening, appreciated you reaching out after my wife passed and reaching out for us to resume our occasional breakfasts and all of that. One of these days, um, I'm going to start, you know, getting back into some of those old habits that were very sustaining for me, um, back before the world fell apart. But in the meantime, Eric is writing in Eric. I did not have a burrito at my office this week so I want to file a complaint with the burrito Department but what are you saying I want to share a fact this is all on the Texas studio line by the way Randy my brother I want to share a fact that was interviewed by the co-founder of BLM Mark Fisher from Rhode Island that endorsed President Trump with Lawrence Jones TV host on Fox News I hope you find time to watch the short interview I was shocked but pleased Randy that the love that he Mark Fisher said that he had for President Trump, Wow. Well, that's very interesting to me. Co-founder of BLM. Because, of course, the BLM, I can't think of her name right now. The BLM clips we were playing regularly here on this show of the founders or the people who were running Black Lives Matter uh, were them talking about their Marxist origins, origins, the Marxist theory that they were organizing around. And then, of course, all of the fundraising shenanigans started to show up. These people are raising tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And then all of a sudden mansions are popping up everywhere. Really interesting when, as we predict, when these kinds of things happen, when these kinds of organizations pop up, aren't doing a damn thing for the black population instead inciting riots and trying to usurp the founding principles of this country, the moral principles the legal principles, the historic constitutional principles and enriching themselves in the process. So I got to tell you, Eric, we're heading toward a break, but during the break, I'm going to definitely see if I can uh, at least read about co-founder of BLM, Mark Fisher endorsing president Trump. It really doesn't come as a surprise. I don't know this person individually, but Donald Trump did more to increase black voter interest in Republicans, Hispanic, Hispanic, voter interest in Republicans, if not Republicans in general Republicans like the leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, who's looking out for the for the average guy, for the working guy, for the union guy, for the American citizen, the America first agenda the left can't criticize the America first agenda because it worked we've seen three and soon to be four Years of total Democrat control, and it is a disaster. So I'll look, look for that. And then in the final hour of the show, all this beautiful audio put together by producer John Corblis, we're going to actually try and get to some of it for the final hour of the show. Phone lines are wide open as well, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Keep the texts pouring in. They mean the world, and we'll be back for the final hour of the show here in just a minute. You're listening to Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. What are we, two weeks and a day before Christmas? Two weeks and two days before Christmas. Holiday time. Stay with us on 710.